The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about ways to measure and evaluate the out-of-home and transportation marketing channel. Joining us is James Heller, who is the co-founder and CEO of Rapify, which is an omni-channel advertising platform powered by the gig economy. Rapify takes a performance marketing approach and gives brands the ability to target and scale an out-of-home campaign nationally by providing them with both access to 200,000 drivers with wrapped cars and a real-time analytics dashboard. And yesterday, James gave us an overview of the out-of-home marketing channel as a category. And today, we're going to dig into the transportation industry and why it's a fit within out-of-home. Okay, here's our interview with James Heller, co-founder and CEO of Rapify. James, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. Glad to have you here. Yesterday, we talked sort of high level about the out-of-home marketing channel, and we talked about it being a way that you can drive broad awareness of your product or service. You can create a national campaign, and that there's been a sort of fundamental shift from putting up an ad and just hoping people see it and that it drives top-of-funnel awareness to a data-driven approach where you can understand who is exposed to your ads and retarget them. So there's this dynamic shift in what used to be a traditional marketing channel that now allows it to move more towards a performance marketing channel. I want to talk a little bit more about transportation and the segment that Rapify plays in. I don't know if I'd call you a traditional transit advertising platform, but somewhere around there. Talk to me about the difference between putting up a billboard that is in a static placement and then buying ads on something that moves. Yeah, I think that transit as a subcategory of out of home is definitely evolving and changing. But at the same time, it's the slowest as a category to be able to adopt some of the new attribution and measurement features that a lot of the static out of home placements, so things that don't move, are seeing today in the market. So going back to why transit today, if it's a market where you're on the road, or a market that has a ton of foot traffic and commuters that are either driving to the city or people who are walking on the sidewalk to work, transit is a fantastic channel to be able to capture that top of the funnel brand awareness. And each city's demographic changes the way you leverage it. But in New York, for example, you've got a handful of different things in the transit space. Obviously, subway advertising is a big channel. 
that's technically kind of part of transit. You have bus side advertising, you have bus shelters. We see Rapify as fitting in at the intersection of digital and out of home. So we don't necessarily pigeonhole Rapify into being a transit or a mobile out of home platform. It's really more of this intersection between digital and out of home. And that's because of our ability to geofence and target specific parts of a market. Now, there are some brands that it makes a ton of sense because there's contextual relevance. Brands that are trying to drive an app download, brands that are also playing the sharing economy or use the sharing economy. But at the same time, there are a bunch of verticals that have latched onto this that probably wouldn't be as intuitive as neither of us would think at first glance. We're seeing a lot of B2B tech brands like Salesforce and Zoom Video Communications, the platform we're using for this podcast right now leveraging out-of-home, leveraging transit, leveraging less traditional formats within the out-of-home ecosystem. And part of that is the recall. The recall that it creates is super high because it's really hard to ignore something that's moving, especially something that's moving and nascent. And that's one of the reasons for why brands love Rapify. We take a really targeted approach to creating a lot of recall with the out-of-home component that we deliver. And then we're able to follow that up with measurement, attribution, and the ability to retarget this audience that's been exposed. So you're basically pairing high recall with digital attribution. And when you do those two things together and you do it right, it's a very high value, low cost way of being able to own a marketplace. You mentioned a couple of different brands that you know transportation marketing is a good fit for a couple of industries where obviously companies like the Ubers and Lyfts of the world, right? That might make sense. That's part of their product. I just see a couple logos. There's a screen behind you and there's the San Diego Padres and Major League Baseball, something that has a regional component. That makes sense where it's the city of San Diego. Let's wrap a car in Padres gear. Obviously, that makes sense in terms of recall and recognition because it's geographically specific. B2B, like I think of B2B marketing and out of home, a lot of airport stuff, you know, the business travelers, the road warriors, you get a lot of B2B advertising there, but I could see it being relevant around the conference centers. Are there any other brands or industries that you're seeing successful use out of home that are surprising or up and coming? Yeah. So leading off of what you mentioned on the B2B front, they're actually leveraging Rapify in a lot of cases for account-based marketing. When you say they're, we're doing targeting for ABM marketing, what I'm picturing is you're wrapping 50 cars and you're just tailing the CEO of your 50 leads on the way to and from work. Uh, that's pretty much what we do. Awesome. But the way we do it is a little less creepy than that. We bring them coffee too. You know, well, typically what will happen <laughs> is our ad ops team will geofence the road segments that are around a corporate campus, for instance. And then we have features that allow us to get those drivers to drive on those road segments when people are going into work or when people are leaving their office to go to lunch. And then we're able to retarget that audience. It's a really nascent, really niche use case, but it's become a big, big component of our revenue today. If you look at the brands that are leveraging us, Salesforce, Zendesk, Zoho, Zoom Video Communications, the list of B2B tech brands that leverage us for this very similar account-based marketing use case is growing. It's awesome for all their field sales folks because when those field sales reps are prospecting these enterprise accounts or these bigger brands, there's already relevance. They've seen them everywhere. In, in a lot of cases, these offices are not in the city center. They might be kind of off the grid where there's a lack of out-of-home inventory. So we're seeing brands leverage Rapify because of A, we're able to penetrate parts of markets where there's a very limited amount of out-of-home inventory. And B, we're able to get that message 
right where they want it, right when they want it, and be able to continue to message to the audience exposed for a long time thereafter. So it's a really cool use case. It's one that I did not expect to see as being one of the fastest growing use cases on our platform. But we're also seeing B2B tech leverage out of home in a much bigger way than just airports and then a lot of things that you might have seen historically. We're starting to see a lot more B2B tech leveraging traditional out-of-home formats like billboards on the roadside, for instance. So yeah, again, it's going back to that measurement, attribution, and all of that being a driver for why the out-of-home industry as a whole is growing. You mentioned retargeting yesterday when we were talking about it's not only measurement and attribution, but you're able to understand who is exposed and reach out. How are people using retargeting? A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Walk me through the process there, and have you seen it be effective relative to retargeting digital media engagement? There's a couple of ways that it's being leveraged today. One, obviously, leading off of that really high recall out of home exposure and then being able to continue to hit the audience exposed with a relevant brand message. I think the biggest problem that we're solving is digital advertising and display advertising online is so, there's so fragmented, there's so much of it that to cut through the noise, layering in out of home actually makes that more efficient. It drives a lower CPM, it drives more relevance. And that relevance creates efficiency on what you're doing from a digital standpoint. So brands are not just leveraging out of home as a top of the funnel brand awareness thing, but it's also driving more relevance for what they do on the digital front with display advertising. So we package those two things together, make it seamless. We make it really, really easy. So from a technical perspective, when somebody drives by a Rapify car or they're exposed to the ad, you're picking up a mobile app ID from that person's phone saying they're exposed and then they're able to go into some sort of a retargeting bucket and you could place your performance marketing ads, your display ads against those IDs. 
Yeah. So the mobile ad ideas we're aggregating today. There's no PII. In fact, we suppress all personally identifiable information. So it's an ad ID that we're using for segmenting a display ad campaign. So rather than hitting the entire market, like for instance, if we're doing a campaign in New York, we're marketing to everybody in New York, and then we're segmenting that down to just the ad IDs that were exposed. And then we might even further segment that based on a demographic. So again, it's really more for driving more targeted digital spend. Fascinating. It's one of the things that's happening in the podcast industry as well. The problem in podcasting from a marketing perspective is that attribution's a nightmare. People are listening and they don't pull the phone out of their pocket to click on anything. So how do you get someone from audio to a performance marketing channel? How do you get them onto your website and engage them? And now you're able to associate a podcast download with a mobile app ID and retarget them. So it's kind of a similar medium. That's something we're testing here to promote the MarTech podcast is eventually we're going to get onto the be able to retarget our listeners to provide them the best of content in their various social feeds. So everybody look forward to that. So when I think of the brands that have traditionally advertised using out of home, like I'll use McDonald's as an example. Go to the New York City subway, you expect to see a McDonald's ad because there's a McDonald's that's relatively close to every subway stop, right? And they're trying to build recall. So when you walk by the store, you already have an impression thinking, hmm, McDonald's sounds good. You walk by the store, you, you hop in and you go buy something. How is the nature of the types of brands that are advertising and the type of advertising they're doing shifting? I think that part of it is more of a specific outcome that they want to measure versus it being top of mind brand awareness. You're seeing brands leverage transit and other formats within the moving out of home space to drive a specific outcome. So almost more of a measured conversion than top of the funnel brand awareness. We're seeing a lot more of that today. The other piece that we're also seeing, even going back to an example like McDonald's, being able to drive foot traffic into a physical environment and being able to measure that foot traffic after an exposure. That's something that we do at Rapify, but we're also seeing the rest of the out-of-home space follow suit and provide those types of metrics. So now McDonald's doesn't have to just rely on their own first-party data to figure out, well, did this ad spend have any sort of anecdotal result that was related to the increase in foot traffic in these locations? Now we can actually see a report where Here's what happened before. Here's what's happening during. Here's what the reporting actually looks like. Going back to the original question and the purpose of this podcast is I understand the sort of the dynamic shift of advertising. Really, the question is strategically what makes more sense, you know, the mobile portion of this and transportation. And, and let's talk specifically about Rapify for a second. You're able to geofence and have people drive around specific locations to do the advertising to get those brand impressions how and why is that better than just picking a billboard and flying a flag at the top of the city? I think it really all depends on the brand. But in most cases, it's more targeted. And that targeting allows you to funnel more ad dollars into a specific bucket that's going to drive an outcome versus doing painting the city and trying to spread a brand message super thin, hoping that you're going to drive an outcome. What I mean by that is rather than canvassing the market with a bunch of high top of the funnel brand messaging, you're able to hit a specific part of the market because with a very specific message that's tailored to the audience and be able to get that message to be related to the message that you're using online to drive relevance. So I think that that's one of the core areas that's changing quite a bit. Yeah, it seems like the targeting component 
where out of home traditionally is broad reach, very little targeting, and hopefully some attribution, hopefully some analytics to support that it was a worthwhile buy. And now with Rapify specifically and other brands that are in the specific segment, you can closely refine your targeting to not just be reaching a mass audience, right? You're picking out specific neighborhoods or even specific routes. And you also mentioned something about the pricing, right? And where the average billboard was 2 to $5 CPMs, you're able to be more targeted, but also there's a price component comes into this. Talk me through the pricing methodology for Rapify and your competitive sets compared to traditional media, the traditional billboards. So going back to the average CPM for traditional out-of-homes in that 5 to $8 range, and when you look at Rapify and some other platforms that fall into that moving out of home space, because of the amount of reach that we're able to drive from one placement, the amount of impressions that we're able to drive from one placement that's moving throughout a city, that helps drive down a much lower CPM. So we're seeing brands really latch onto that. But at the same token, the targeting that we're able to provide allows the brand to generate a ton of recall, measure what that exposure is actually doing, and then to message to that exposed audience. So it's a lot more cohesive. That strategy goes across multiple channels. And that's, I think, something that marketers really dream of, being able to actually take all these different channels and create one cohesive campaign that drives an outcome for the business. That's why you spend the money on the ads. It's not just a, like, well, we hope for the best. We're going to try to own as much market share and hopefully the campaign work. I think we're seeing a lot less of that. It's a brand new world out there. Even something as traditional as out of home and the transportation segment, now you get the ability to do really specific targeting based on location. You can do your retargeting and you know it's really turning into more of a performance marketing channel. Fascinating stuff. James, I really appreciate you coming on and telling us about this channel of marketing. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to James Heller, the co-founder and CEO of Rapify for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about James, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Rapify, W-R-A-P-I-F-Y, or you can visit his company's website, which is Rapify.com. A couple of links in our show notes that I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we also have a once a week newsletter with links to our audio players, episode summaries, and the contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? 
then visit IHearEverything.com.